Coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 115, the Punchboarders give a little recap of Age of Steam Con, we talk about some recent plays, and then we draft best trick-taking games hey everybody i'm clef <laughs> hey i'm chad <laughs> i'm richie <laughs> i'm excited to be back on the mics guys i'm, 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 I'm pumped i noticed yeah good job that's, that's quite the way to go timmy <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> well hey we just got back from an amazing weekend uh, we just all got back from Age of Steam Con. Yeah. It's in uh, Kansas City, and it's hosted uh, from, well, Kevin and Chad. And Kevin Chad McCurdy is, and yep. Chad Deshaun yep. from uh, BoardGameTables.com. Ex- exactly. And I, I'm just going to say, right, best con. It is, oh, it's my favorite con. It is my favorite con by far. I, it, You know, you, you say it was hosted. It was run really well, I feel like. I was really surprised at, in a game with player elimination and all that, how few people are ever standing around uh, at that. at that, and, and they're very organized. I think lots of times the games end at the same time. You're able to jump into another one. Yep. Yeah. And with a different group even, it's it's... It's that's, pretty smooth. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, they have those set times of where they start the game, and most games obviously take about the same amount of time. So, yeah, it's great. Uh, it, it's so welcoming. I mean, everybody, you know, just makes you feel welcome when you're there. It's just, I, I mean, I just can't even, I mean, not even to mention, I mean, I, I go into cardiac arrest as while I'm there because the food is like, oh, my God. <laughs> there is so much food. And the fact that Kay does it, Pretty much all by herself. I see some people back there just helping her move stuff around, but she's cooking and baking she's all day force. long. She's yeah. a force. <laughs> it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, the food is amazing. The, the game, you know, and then not to mention the other wonderful thing about it is because it's Chad from Board Game Tables, every table is a board game table. That's so right. So it's like nice tables. Nice uh, poker chips. Nice poker chips. Mm-hmm. Every time yeah, you sit down, the, the game is set up. It's ready to go. It's not like you have to get everything out or whatever. You just, boom, you just go. I mean, just awesome. So let's, so best, we'll, we'll start off with what was your best or favorite map that you played at the con? Richie? It's either Ukraine or Zimbabwe, which Zimbabwe was the, the one of the con maps. Uh-huh. So it was brand new. And it is, uh, Kevin was saying, he's like, you know, Madagascar with all the bad actions. He's like, I, when we started working on this map, we were thinking, what if they were, even worse <laughs> actions that you're getting. And uh, it is a brutal map, uh, but we had a lot of fun on it. Yeah. Um, okay. Chad, you? You know, I, I, I will say this. I don't necessarily think I played a map that I didn't care for that much, like that I wouldn't want to play again. Uh, so I was equally pumped about most of them. Uh, but I will say Southern China was a really interesting wrinkle, like a really fun way to play the game. I, I, I mean, I, so I don't know how much you guys have talked about it on the, you know, sister offshoot 
little thing that you guys do podcast. Let's, let's not talk about. Yeah, that. we haven't. <laughs> we haven't yet. Okay. So go ahead. <laughs> so so southern China is really interesting because you can only own four links. So it could be like really really long, which actually in this case might be a good thing because it's going to get you points at the end of the game. Or you can have short ones, but you have to keep destroying them and giving them to China nationalization. And then they can still count on your route unless, you know, you're going into Taiwan, which thematically, like towards the end, you can't deliver into Taiwan anymore. But uh, really, 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 really interesting because we were talking about the fact that like maybe you just want to build these insanely long links, you know, that can get you lots of points that you never destroy. But also the nationalization discs, when you turn yours over to nationalize and take, you know, take your disc back so that you have it again to build a new route and you give up a nationalization um, route uh, to China, then you get a little red nationalization disc. Um, and that is victory points at the end of the game. So you can hoard those or you can use them as like a plus one for your deliveries or a plus extra build. And so, um, hoarding those at strategic points can be a big deal. And yeah, it was just interesting. It was one of my few wins too. It was a very, very tight game, but it was just, like I said, it really flipped the, a lot of the rules on their head and was a totally different way of looking at the game. That was, I mean, I, I got to pick the maps that you got to play over the weekend. I don't know if you actually played them all, but Southern China was one that I knew you would like. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you got a chance uh, to play that one. Um, I know I was supposed to play it with you, and then I kind of wormed out of it and went and played a different game. Uh, Chad was like, what's going on? Just I was totally like, yeah, but there's this other game I haven't played. I wanted to play this map. Right, right, right. Chad was like, whatever. It is tough when, when people, like if you're in a certain group and then they want to start setting up a map that you've already played, it's like, oh, it's like there's so many maps here that yeah. I have access to that I normally would not have access to. So it's, yeah. it can be tough. Now, uh, I, I will agree that for my favorite map, I mean, I, I probably will have to pick Ukraine just because I literally screwed Tim. Oh, so ridiculous. Twice. I mean, not just once, <laughs> but it literally almost, he would have won if I would not have yeah. done that. I mean, so yeah. I screwed him twice to make him lose that game. I didn't even win it. I didn't even care. It made me so happy, which is so <laughs> great. Uh, I, I love that one, but I will say probably... The map that I will say, and that was one I've played a, a couple of times, but we played an eight-player game of <laughs> extra-large double-base USA. Oh, my gosh. That thing took up like four game tables or yeah. something, didn't oh it? Oh, my it was God. Ridiculous. That thing was huge. I mean, it, like two picnic tables. Like, think yeah. about that's how big that That's map is. Yeah. And it was a lot of walking around. Uh -huh. My Fitbit, yeah. I was I was good by the end of that game <laughs> for my ten thousand steps. Is you have to go all over the <laughs> yeah, uh, but that was an, that was definitely an experience. So I mean, it was uh, oh man, I mean it was rough. There was some you know some cutoffs. There was some. Oh, yeah. everybody yeah. was getting was cut like, off. Like yeah, everybody was, was sort of like uh, at one point you just yeah. And I'll say eight never again. I'm good. Well, here's the thing. Okay. I was also in that camp by the time we got down to the end of this, but I've played that at seven on just a regular map. I think I, I have to play at eight player on a regular size map where you don't have to get up and walk all the way around the table. Not everyone has <laughs> to have a, a job. Difference. Okay. Everyone's, you know, we had to, like everyone had to have a job and they had to be on top of their job. Yeah. Uh, and, and Chad was watching his team lose. Oh, that's right. Chad, during, Chad during was watching the, game the Iowa one point. game. That's right. <laughs> that's awful. I, like, I started losing, so then I just didn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't do my job not. anymore. You know? So I, I think a, a nice, 
you know, regular size map version of that. <sighs> I, I got to try it one more time at eight. All right, I'm in, but, Richie. All right, all right, get me in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. What, I mean, did you have a best experience while you were there at the con? Well, I'll start. <laughs> uh, I mean, besides, I mean, everything about it is so great. And um, now we don't, you know, there, there is a couple of times where you, maybe you're in between Age of Steam games and you can get in a couple of different things. And we did get in something that was not Age of Steam that I actually really enjoyed. And it was a trick-taking game called La Plateau. And it was trick-taking with area control. And a, a gentleman down there, uh, uh, Scott Bird, who we met, he had the game and he was uh, was happy to teach it, teach it to us. And we played six-player. And it's a game where you kind of can either choose like how many sides you want to kind of control. And then you can be like bid up where you can be, well, I'll take a trio. So that means it's three versus three. Or you can do a duo, which means you and one other person try to beat the other four. You can even do solo, which just seems crazy. Seems crazy in a six-player game. In a six-player game. Yeah. yeah, baby. I can see it. Smaller player Smaller counts. Yeah. player count, yeah. Well, three times, three times I tried to go for a duo. Because my hand was pretty good. And when you go with a duo, you don't get to pick who your partner is. So, like, there would always be somebody who's, like, bidding it up or whatever. And mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, that's who I want on my team, you know? But you don't get to pick that person. You just have to name a suit and whoever has the highest. Name a king. So, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah assuming that, yeah, that, that's the highest one out there. And every single time the person who like raised their hand, it was like, it was like this little sheepish, like, oh, that's <laughs> me. And they always had the worst hand and I would bring mm. them down and we would just get crushed and they would yell at me for, you know, picking them. So, and I was like, <laughs> sorry. Because, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Richie, what did you think? I mean, oh, I it was very interesting. Yes, I would say that that was a, a highlight. Honestly, most of my highlights of the con were playing non-Age of Steam con games. Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, by the time I got down, you know, to the... Because this was... Uh, when we played this, this was the last day. We had just played, for me, what was going to be my last uh, map of Age of Steam, which was ac actually a great play, with the reverse theme. Oh, yeah. Uh, but just I was fried by that point. So I just wanted to play something you know, not taxing at all. Uh, and with this, I, I think once you, I think six player just made it possibly a little bit too chaotic, but I think you play at a lower player count. I think you'll have a little bit more control as far as like, once you actually get into this game and learn it a little bit more, as far as like yeah. knowing what suit to call out to get the cards that you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause uh, I was, yeah. mine was just shot in the dark and yeah. obviously. Yeah. Was... And we were all just kind of pulling levers at first. By the time we got to the end of the game, I, I think we all had a, a good understanding of it by that point. But yeah, it, it a very yeah. interesting trick taking game. Uh, yeah. It's a print and play. You can, you just have to or, order a French tarot deck uh, and then you can print out the board and a very cool game. Uh, I was very glad. Uh, Scott walked by with it, so yeah, yeah. So thank you very much to Scott Bird for teaching us that. That was that was a blast. Yeah, and okay. actually, if you, if people are interested in hearing more about it, uh, Scott Bird is part of the like he's not on the podcast, but he's part of the Dads on a Map uh, Discord. Discord, yeah, and he's part of the community. But Dads on a Map just did an episode with the designer of that game. Uh, so it's, it's one of the more recent, uh, episodes of dads on a map. So with the designer of that particular, I can't remember what, what's it called again, the game? La Plateau. Yeah. La Plateau did, did an okay. interview with them. So oh, very, very interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was my, you know, I love that experience. What about you guys? Well, like I said, for me, it was, uh, towards the end of the night, like when I would burn out on playing age of steam and I just wanted to play something else. 
uh, Jason and Tim had a bunch of uh, push your luck games. And it's exactly what I needed after a full day of Age of Steam was just something almost brainless. So we like we played 10. Uh, Tim had never played No Thanks. So we played uh, that with him. And actually, uh, Dan uh, Domi was uh, who I had played a game of Age of Steam with earlier, uh, was kind of floating around looking for a game to play as well. And he hopped in uh, and that was just great. It was just fun just to play all these. You know, we played 10. We played No Thanks and we played Push, like all these just silly push your luck games. You know, we started talking about genealogy at one point and crazy stories with that. Like it was just a fun night to just unwind, relax, and reset for Age of Steam the next day. So I think at some point I walked by and you guys were talking about like a hornet or something. We were going all like, over the place. So. I'm, I'm going to bed. But it, but it was a very memorable uh, part of the con for me. Okay. All right. Well, I I enjoyed uh, this was kind of like pre-con, like Thursday night. I enjoyed getting a play in with our uh our punch bunch, uh, Tim and Jason Brent, we played, uh, 1848 and, uh, and that was really, that was, that was a fun time. Uh, so, uh, oh, and of course, Ryan Brockman, he was there too. Uh, so we, I really enjoyed that play. I think, unfortunately we, um, uh, broke, uh, Jason of his, uh, his interest in, 18xx Ooh, games good job. yeah right. so <laughs> he just didn't like getting screwed over by the train rush uh he said he always mismanages that but it is hard to watch for but i will say though my favorite thing of the con was not like one particular play or one particular it was just like it, w- it was getting to hang out with with people and just laugh honestly like so one thing one thing that stands out was we played one of the new con maps the everest map and that map was that I just was laughing hysterically because we were arguing about whose Sherpas were uh, were helping each other up the mountain. Clef uh, didn't even know where he was putting his first hikers. He just he, he was like all over the place. Oh, I did not uh, play that game well. <laughs> uh, so the the map is basically like it's a race. It's a race map, which some people don't like. But again, I feel like there's so many flavors of Age of Steam that it's just like this is just one way to play the game. Just you know, it, play it and enjoy it, you know, and, and then, you know, you may not want to play that way all the time, but it was just fun. You're just trying to take two, uh, you're just trying to make routes up and down the mountain and get back down the mountain first, basically. Right. And so one of the actions was a Sherpa action where you don't have to pay $2 to do delivery fee of cubes. Is that right? Uh, yes. 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 I yes. The Sherpa will take you up for yeah. free. Yeah. yeah. That's so, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more thing that I just, I just thought of, I actually got to, uh, teach my and and have kind of play tested my map that I had developed uh, the Manhattan Wall Street map and uh, Kevin was nice enough he he played it and gave some great ideas I got to play it with uh, with Randall uh, the uh, CEO of Eagle Griffin and got to show him that and then uh, you know another uh, Rick who was the one who did uh, Pacific Electric uh, from the year before con map so I got so I got some great feedback and. You know, it's one of those that uh, I'm really looking forward to hopefully, you know, getting developed good enough where, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, we could uh, have a little print and have it ready for uh, a certain con coming up of our own that's coming up here in May. That would be so, cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Absolutely. I just I just pulled it into Illustrator and built it up. So oh. Nice. So we'll have to mess around with it. Okay. Did you guys play uh, the benzene map? That was oh, being play tested not. too. Yeah, I didn't get a chance. Is that the one that had the track on the right side? Yeah, that was a research track. Yeah, I did not get to play that one. Hero, uh, 
in the next map pack for Eagle Griffin that's that's had a Kickstarter, I think she designed the Okinawa map, among mm-hmm. other maps. Yep. And uh, I haven't played that one yet, but she brought a, co- a couple of other very different maps to the con. I got to play one of them. I think Clef got to play the other. But the benzene one was very interesting. Um, at first, I didn't really... Uh, at first, I thought the play was too loose at three. I played it at three. And then uh, Joe, who played it again at four, said it tightened things up a lot more and, and was even better at four. But basically, the game is uh, a, a loose theme about chemical compounds. And so you have a research track and you are able to um, get cubes. Your your cubes that you deliver, you hold off to the side um, till the end of the round. And then you're able to turn in color combinations of cubes, which are uh, lined up on the bottom of the map. So like a red and a yellow, which is this chemical compound, or a, a blue and a red, which is this chemical compound, or something like that. You're able to to turn those in to move up the research track. That can be important because you're going to get things like points. You will get access to locomotive because you can only do a two locomotive or one or a two locomotive at first and if you don't move up the research track you're not getting any more locomotive so that's really important to do now you will also have an option sometimes is uh to do a second step so if you move up you turn in a cube uh, at the right position and there's another step that you move on to and it's a plus cube if you have another cube that you can combine with that specific color cube on that point on the track you can move up again so like you're constantly kind of trying to plan for that and then you're even sometimes doing a delivery that might get you one less income because it's going to actually be the right color cube to move up the research track so it's kind of a different way of thinking of things there too and a really nice little wrinkle and puzzle Hmm. yeah i liked her designs i i did go bankrupt on osaka but uh, it was, I was a good time. I still got to, you know, I just got up and went and played 1890 Berlin map. So, yeah. oh yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Osaka. I, I said Okinawa, I think oh, Osaka was her map. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got to play the, her Shabu nightclub. Yeah. Something like something, close to that. Yeah. Something like that. I'm, I'm probably not saying it hundred percent correctly. Yeah. Well, when I say I got to play, I got to, uh, I got <laughs> some money to start with. I issued some shares I did some bidding. I won the bid, and I, I had forget there. There was like a some, some like guests or something that you could uh, bring. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, whatever guest was next was like. And extra this was income. a, a hexless. It was right? hexless, yeah. yeah. But and I built in this spot that was going to give, and I had loco, I think. So I was going to get like a two twos, and I had forgotten even that there was like a bonus for it or something. But anyways, but there was an action that then uh, our wonderful friend, Joe Farrell, uh, took that made my city uh, like black as opposed to a, a color, you know, the color that a yellow yeah. or whatever I needed to deliver, which it was a really cool idea that you could make a city black. Not only could you make it where you could make a longer delivery, like mm-hmm. you could, you take know, cubes make, out, take something out, stop. you know, but you could also do it, you know, to try to be, uh, you know, defensive against somebody. Um, and... Yeah, let's just say that uh, Joe basically goes, well, if you build there, uh, I'm going to bankrupt you. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not going to just build somewhere else that's not going to be good for me. I'm not, and I don't play Age of Steam to come in second or, you know, at all. So I was like, well, I'm building there. And he goes, all right. 
And he bankrupted me. So that's about <laughs> as far as I got. He goes, well, I'm not going to be another story on the podcast of how I didn't do it. Like, you know, with Richie <laughs> yeah, and Rick right. could yeah. killed me. And, you no, know, you know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, I'm fine with it. I mean, that's, that's how, that's we play. how I like to play Aegis team. At so least he warned you. Me. So. Uh, he warned me, so yeah. yeah, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> all, all I get is I finished my turn and Richie saying, "Chad, you're not going to like me." <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that's, that's how you no, play the game. No, it. I, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, but it was a great time. I mean, all the maps were wonderful. It was. You will like the Berlin Wall, Chad. Once you get the the play a full full game of it. <laughs> Still my favorite map. It's so. a very good. I map. didn't deliver for the first three rounds. Yeah. yeah okay. I yeah. made this nice little thing with urbanization, and Richie was. Just like I'm gonna snug in right next to you. <laughs> I had Loco. He set himself up for a nice two delivery, and I took that two delivery, and then the rest of the two deliveries that showed up. <laughs> so is it below uh, Sweden recycling right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, right it was now. much faster than Sweden recycling for him, so at least. Uh, uh, okay, so I got my final question for the weekend: best food. Ooh, burnt stuff. There's a lot of good food. Burnt there. ends at slaps. Burnt ends at slaps was your favorite food. Yeah, right. and I w- I'm going to say like across the board, not not great. Like yeah, like curds, not good at all. Cheese curds, not good at all. Um, macaroni and cheese, meh. That's okay. Um, their ribs and their burnt ends is where it's at. That's just that's it. That's the only thing I'm getting next time I go there. Mm. Very very good though. Mm. Oh my god, the onion. Well, I mean, I go for amazing. the meat definitely. They're, they're all their meat. Onion rings, delicious. yeah. The onion rings were the really, good. really good. The, their baked yeah. beans were not bad either. So I, I, I love the fact that Jason guy. just gets a sampler platter. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just starts handing out all his food. I'm yeah. like, sweet, I'm getting to eat all this extra food. Oh, it was good. So, Richie? Uh, yeah, de- I mean, definitely best meat of the con was uh, slaps. Of the, <laughs> of the con? I love that. That is a category. <laughs> oh man! Um, as far as sweets, the pineapple Ooh. rolls, which I remember from the year before, you know. I had been introduced to the pie. I didn't even know that was a thing. I just know, you know, cinnamon rolls, those other very basic rolls. But yeah. the, I love those pineapple rolls. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I think my favorite food still over the weekend was good old Rico's Italian Bistro. I mean, that is still. They really mm, tucked us in that, mm, into that table. They really did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a little tight squeeze it was there. Tight. But. It was, Definitely a, a, a small bistro. <laughs> it is. It's a small little, you know, it's a small little family-owned place. You so know, you still liked it, it so. even after you had to buy so. bread for everybody, huh? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I buy the whole damn meal. Yeah. If I ever uh, and then she made, Kay made those little pizza rolls. Did you get any of those yes, pizza I rolls? Yes, I did. The pizza rolls are really good. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, was, they were yeah, just the dough so soft and good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't and think I makes, got any of those. Oh, no, they went quick. because I ate about nine of them before. They, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, they did. I know they did go quick. <laughs> they did, yeah. And she didn't, she wasn't able to make that many of them. That, that yeah. was towards like the end of that the was, yeah, yeah, That was, end like of the Sunday, con. yeah. Sunday, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, she made fresh brownies a couple of times. Oh, oh yeah. So, I mean, so many good treats that she was pumping out. Yeah. Anybody, if you like Age of Steam even at all, it is a great, great con to go to. I don't know if they'll ever try to expand and move somewhere else or Oof. if they're just going to... I mean, it's a tight spot. I, I was worried that... Because they they had a lot more people, or they said they had yeah, like they had 70 like extra, or something. Yeah, like an extra 20 from the but first year we went. But I never felt like it was crowded. No. I, I thought it was still perfect. Yeah. Size-wise, so... Yeah, exactly. But people were playing outside. Like, there were several people that were playing out like in the tent or like on yeah. the tables and stuff so that's true you know people yeah. were spreading out yeah we went outside and played for a little bit until there was bees and then we ran back inside yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Oh, all right. Um, what else have we been playing? Chad, you have a game over there that I am very intrigued about. So that I'm looks excited. right up uh, Clef's Alley. It has a little thing on the side that says GMT, which uh, is uh, a big uh, good yeah, thing which, for me here. I don't know if you noticed, Chad, when you walked in here, all the, the games that are pulled out of Clef's shelf. I don't think he's going to have any Euro games. I know. I know. They're all <laughs> here gone. pretty soon. Yep. Melanie's going to be right. I mean, uh, how long before we do our top? 50, 150 games, whatever it's going to be. Already just January. Did I felt like you we always think it. we just you did it. You always think we just did it. It was uh, like I think we do it, we 10 do it around, months ago. Yeah. <laughs> December, January around there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that ends up. So anyways, Chad, what do you got there? Well, this is uh, this game is called Red Flag Over Paris. It is a Fred Serval, uh game, and it is a CDG, a card-driven game, uh, about... Basically, like leading up to the final crisis, the bloody week in uh, May of 1871, where the French government in Versailles was warring against the Paris Commune and up uprising, basically. And so one one uh, side is playing uh, cards to kind of these different. Um, it's almost like um, it's almost kind of like uh, Churchill, where it's. There are ideas or things at stake. It's not just the ma the map itself, but there's like the military and then sort of the political uh, maneuvering. And you've got those two theaters and then these different spots within those theaters that you're trying to get influence or control over. And then there's a couple there's there's a couple tracks basically for momentum tracks like revolutionary momentum and Prussian collaboration momentum because. Uh, at the time, uh, France was also in the pr in a Prussian conflict too, and so kind of uh, both sides are trying to manipulate those things. But it feels very uh, like in the vein of Twilight Struggle. It is a two-player card-driven game, and and you're basically trying to push and pull the the point marker either to one side to your side of the track, um, if you're Versailles, or or to the other side if you're the revolutionary movement. Basically, uh, so you're you're playing cards basically for their event or for their objective points. You also have this final crisis card too, which you'll have in front of you, which you can either choose to, uh, to play during some point in the game that does some stuff, or you can keep it back for your final crisis hand. Cause each round you're setting aside a card to your final crisis hand. So okay. you're kind of trying to set up your final hand basically for the showdown of the game. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Like I said, you've got these different presences that you're trying to fight over and removing, uh, one, one group or the other. The only problem that we had with it, and it, I think it's, I've only played it once, Joe and I played it and the play itself was kind of lackluster in that we were playing just straight from the rules. And this has a playthrough book, just like a lot of GMT games. And I think, um, I might go through that to kind of learn the game a little bit better. I had not done that because the rules are very short in this one. So I was like, I can just get this out and handle it and read through it and then talk Joe through it. And I, and that's what we did. It was fine, but it's like, if you don't know the nuances of it, uh, it, you, it almost got to a stalemate towards the end. Um, and I won basically because I had turn order. Basically I was the revolutionary revolutionaries and they had, um, if it comes down to a tie, they basically kind of break the tie. And so it wasn't, it got to a point where um, we couldn't 
take uh, cubes out of other areas to put them into other areas that we wanted to towards the end. And we kind of had left each other alone because as a revolutionary, I was, um, I, I tended to be much better at that political arena of things. And so I just kind of focused my strength on there and he tended to be better at military and kind of focused his strengths on there. And at that point, we didn't realize not messing with each other enough in the early game kind of left it so that, again, like it was stalemated. Like, okay, I took over political, basically, and you took over military, but, you know, it came down to that sort of tiebreaker. So I, I think we just need more plays of it to kind of to kind of uh, know how to mess with each other a little bit more. Ooh, but I, it was interesting. It's a short game. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the sounds of it. I like the box. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, So the... The other one that I really want to get to the table too is that Flash Flashpoint South China Sea by uh, Harold Buchanan, who has also designed a, a coin game. I think his one was, oh gosh, was it uh, either? I think it was Liberty or Death, maybe. I believe. Um, yeah, so I think he has designed that, and and it's a, again a shorter kind of Twilight Struggle ish type game. So I would I would like to get that one to the table too. Another two player. Huh. Very cool. Sounds awesome. I'm gonna try to go and uh, steal this from Chad. So I can <laughs> you don't even have to steal it. You can play. It. <laughs> I'll grab Concordia while I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> please do. I worry about Concordia over there. <laughs> All right. Well, what have you been playing, Clef? Well, I've been playing um, about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jake brought over a game called A Handful of Stars. Mm, that's because, my copy. So He snaked it out from underneath me from Board Game Co. Well, I guess uh, too I, I, too I, I ordered a copy, so okay. that's fine. It's one of the first things I approve of Jake doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, Jake and uh, Joe Farrell and me, and we played uh, this, this game. And uh, this is a kind of a sequel in a way to a little bit more of a little well-known game called A Few Acres of Snow by Martin Wallace. Uh, that's a two-player-only game. And so this is an actual, this is a, a two to four player uh, game that has a, a lot of the same mechanisms. I almost will say this is like, it's area control crossed with, uh, what's the two player card game that people really like where they buy technologies and they make, and they just shuffle their deck and then they play those things. Uh, Star Point or Star, Star, Star Realms. Star Realms, that's the okay. one. Um because you you certainly in this game you're you're trying to take over different planets and colonize them and put outposts and then you and you're building ships and stuff but you also have these cards that you can purchase that are research cards that are basically you know they might be like destroy a ship or they might be you know get a two plus two combat there's a lot of different things that you can uh, buy that you can put into your deck um, to to obviously help you with the other things that you're doing so really a cool aspect of everything that kind of goes on with that. And I just, I'm going to tell you right now, I bought the game that night, found a copy on the geek market and bought it. Um, and I've got my copy and I've played it probably four more times since then. Um, it's at the top of my list right now. I enjoy it so much. It's, it's just got a lot of, uh, cool aspects. I really like the area control. I really like the fact that uh, the way that the game moves along is every time someone shuffles their deck, 
Because it's deck building. It, it's a little bit of deck building, yes. I mean, there is some deck building in it, but you also, I mean, you literally could not buy a card the entire game and, you know, so and just play your deck. But, but every time you shuffle, that triggers a movement of this token. And when it gets to a certain point, I think it's like 14 for two players, 6, 18, and 20 or something like that. But certain number, then that triggers the end of the game. So it can be very uh, player-driven. So like the second time I played it, uh, I was playing with Jake and he had the, you can do these reserve cards and you can actually make your reserve bigger. And he had like eight or so cards in his reserve and he was just shuffling just like crazy. And so the game went really, really fast. So it kind of can depend. I mean, you know, just how kind of you're getting, so almost like a, you know, like a great Western trail or something, you know, where you can, you know, almost the players can kind of dictate how fast the game moves. Uh, which is really cool. I've played it at four player. I played it at three player, and I even got to play a two player game in with uh, my my kid the other night. Uh, two player is probably not what you want to play this at. Even since me and him have decided next time we do that, we're just going to both play two different colors, and then you know the lower <laughs> the number wins or whatever. But um, it's definitely a better. I think three players is probably its sweet spot because then you're not getting too bogged down like you kind of are a little bit in a four player game, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I cannot more highly recommend this game. Now, I'm, I hate to do this because obviously it's not cheap. I mean, it was 60 some odd bucks for me to get a copy and there weren't very many. I mean, Richie, you said you grabbed one. Uh, Gray Fox Games just randomly has some. Oh. I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. they bought something uh, when Tree Frog went out or whatever. Okay. But uh, so you can order from them uh, with shipping. I think it ends up being close to 80 yeah it's so not yeah cheap. it's not a cheap game not cheap but it is out of print so i mean if you are looking for it that's yeah. an easy way to get it or just try to you know okay. get right. someone to sell you or trade the copy to you okay. i really like the way combat works in that game because it's like you 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 look at somebody's board and what they've got out and then they still have this handful of cards and then you start that person starts just keep flipping you know and, and right. playing down cards I've, I've got this missile i've got this thing yep. you know like yep. over yep. and over and so it just yeah. it becomes like a war of escalation sometimes yeah. it's really funny to watch yep exactly yeah, uh, i'm excited to play i because i i really enjoyed a few acres of snow when we were playing that yeah uh, but obviously there's a flaw as far as there's a, a broken strategy within that game uh, and then I think Mythotopia was the next one that came out after that that used the same system. Heard bad things about that. And then I've heard nothing but good things about this. So I'm yeah. excited to play it. Very good. So, yeah. And this was actually Tree Frog's last game that they published uh, before. This was Martin Wallace's, yeah. like, you know, his own company. And this was the last one. He even says in there, hey, this is it. We're no longer doing any more games. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, that is A Handful of Stars by uh, Martin Wallace. What about you, Richie? Get anything fun on our little vacation? I did. I I did get in. Uh, me and Knox had like a little mini game day. He's he's seven now. He's in second grade. He's he's a pretty good reader now. He can read some uh, simple cards. So we started just playing a bunch of games. We played Butterfly, which is like a little uh, collection game from Rio Grande, a set collection game. Uh, we played Kombuto Sumo, which I bought at the Age of Steam Con, which he loved. I mean, he loved that. We're you have the little two beetles that you're fighting back and forth, just almost like coin pusher style, trying to get their piece off of the board. So are you shoving like with a extended stick or something like that? Or? Uh, so you have like, you have the arena and uh -huh. then you have a platform that goes outside the arena and you get their dung beetles. 
and they're like brown circles. So I'm guessing they're just like poop that you're pushing it. I don't know. You're, <laughs> you're pushing in stuff. And then your wrestler has like a special piece that is unique to them that you can push into the. Oh, that's fun. To the display as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it's very cool little uh, dexterity game. Um, uh, but the one I was going to talk about is Sheepy Time, which mm. I was actually very surprised by. It's a, a little uh, push your luck game. And the whole theme is that you are the sheep that people count when they're going to sleep uh, and you're being hunted by uh, nightmares. Um, and in the game, there's this board, that uh, circular board that has 10 spaces on there. And then between uh, space 10 and one is a fence. Uh, so on your turn, you're going to have two cards and uh, rounds are very simple. Uh, and it also has uh, kind of like the uh, Great Zimbabwe scoring in the sense that at the very beginning of the game, you start out with zero winks, which are just the victory points. And then you have a pillow, which is set on 40 points. So if you were able to score 40 points in the first round, you would just win the game. You just have to get your winks up to your pillow, and that triggers the end of the game. And then every round, your pillow comes down. So it's a little different than Great Zimbabwe, where obviously you're going up um, and trying to catch your thing. But it will start to come down. And then once someone crosses their pillow, then that triggers the end of the game. And then whoever got furthest past their pillow is the winner of the game. Uh, but the way that the game works is that you're going to have two cards and they'll say on there, like move this many spaces or, you know, gain winks or catch Z's, which I'll explain Z's here in a second. Uh, but you'll play the card. You'll do the action that you choose on the card and you'll start moving your sheep. And then after you move your sheep, you may land on what they call dream tiles, which are basically like little power tiles. And that's what I like about this game, which gives it a, gives you a little bit more control as far as like a push your luck style game. So the the power tiles are, there's a ton of them in there. I think there's like 20 to 30 of them in there. And at the beginning of the game, two random ones come out, uh, but they're just ways that allow you to break the rules in the game. So it could be like, if you land on this and you just cross the fence, you know, you can move another three spaces, or if you land perfectly on this space, you get three winks, stuff like that. Um, but they're all uh, very different. They have a bunch of different things on there. Uh, but when you land on there, if you have one of your uh, Z's tokens on there, you can spend it to use that power, but you don't have to, but, but that is an option for you. Uh, and then uh, there's, like I said, there's that fence between the 10 and the one space. And every time you cross the fence, uh, that's when you have to make the choice of whether you want to call it a night and uh, bow out for the round or if you want to keep going and the reason you might want to bow out is that there are nightmare cards mixed into the deck and there's a little nightmare token that starts in the center of the board and will start going around the board and every time the nightmare lands on you you become scared and you have to lay your token down and then if you, you get landed on again by the nightmare then you're out it, while you're scared and then if the nightmare makes it all the way and over the fence everyone wakes up and that's the end of the round uh, but once everyone bows out or everyone wakes up at the end of the round, you'll check to see like we played a three player game, uh, me, Knox and Jessica. And whoever is, has their winks furthest ahead gets to move their pillow down by 10. It's going to be different based on the number of players. But then second uh, place gets to move it down by seven. And then third place moves it down by five. And then anyone who woke up only gets to move it down by three. And then you go into the resting phase where you get to pick to have a a. Um, a market of those power tiles. You get to pick one of those power tiles and put it out. And then you get to, a lot of them will either have you put like three of your Z's tokens on there, or uh, you can get an infinite Z token so that you always get to use that power when you come around. Uh, but it is like for a push your luck game, it, just with that, those power tiles and that little wrinkle, 
it, it makes it a little bit crunchier for like if you want to, you know, play, you can play with younger players, obviously Nox is seven, uh, but it gives you a little something else. Like it's not just all pure random luck. You can set up the board to where you can kind of fly around and do some combos on there. So it's a very cool game. Uh, Sheepy Time from uh, AEG. Uh, and they, they've been doing great as far as like family weight games for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally fantastic. agree. Um, I'm going to, I'll report back after this, but I just picked up, um, so my in-laws are in town. I, mm-hmm. I just love this. My in-laws are in town. I know that I've made uh, my my father-in-law a uh, a board game geek when he comes, and he sends me a text and he's like, hey, we're going to get into the house early before anybody gets home. Would you mind putting out uh, a two-player game that we haven't played? And then he sends me <laughs> nice. he sends me three <laughs> pictures of his collection. Like, this is what we have. Here he goes. Oh, that was his collection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that those was were a... your games. No. They were pick- you were saying, what should I Yeah, that's a nice those collection. Those were his. Wow. Those were all that his. Really yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them I, I've, okay. I've sent and some of them I've recommended to him. So anyway, uh, the consensus on our uh, on our Slack channel was w- there were a lot of great suggestions, but I went with Sagrada because they didn't really have anything quite like it, and I figured that they would like that. Uh, but anyway, I was using my uh, uh, my my percent off at the game shop, and mm. I got ready, set, bet for us to play this weekend. Oh, nice! I have is, that on pre order. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a new John D. Clare game, and you're just somebody everybody takes a turn you play four rounds and you're basically you're rolling dice um to move these horses there's like i don't know seven horses Mm -hmm. and you get to move a horse uh when you roll that horse's number and you're gonna run it right yeah i'm gonna run it and do you have your like yeah your your voice ready to go go, oh here's seven coming down the lap coming down the lap (laughs) and people are slapping down bets and cheering as they go you know because you're just you're running it yeah yeah it's very cool yeah, so I'll sounds, let you know how that, that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What time are you playing that? I'm like, come on. <laughs> well, it plays up to eight. So, yeah. There's a lot of players. Yeah. That's cool. So, all right. So, just speaking of, I mean, I know you said, I don't even, okay, it has nothing to do with it. Just part of my men. Are we buying, or, okay, are we buying, and should anybody out there in punchboard land, Buy Sky Mines if you already own Mombasa. Uh, Sky Mines is on its way for me. Uh, and the reason for me is, one, it has the cookbooks in there. So if you don't have the cookbooks, like if you have Mombasa and you don't have the cookbooks, I think you buy Sky Mines. And plus okay. it has the a whole nother board on the backside with different module expansions. Right. So you have the original board, obviously with the new theme. Okay. And then on the backside of the board, you have a new layout with different modules that you can mix in so okay because i looked at it it's at the game shop right now yeah i saw that and i looked at it and i was like why am i buying a game that i basically already own now i do not own cookbooks i do i do but it also the it's the the thing that got me and i I have it on order, but it's like I had a whole bunch of coupons. That was how I rationalized it. I had a whole <laughs> bunch of coupons at, the, at an online store, and I just kind of turned those in. And it's it, it's the modular setup. But I've heard like the the usability with the iconography in the game is kind of horrendous, is what I'm hearing. I looked at it and I was a little bit like, "Whoa!" And I know how to play yeah. Mombasa really well. I yeah, scared. I mean, it does look a little bit busier, definitely. But yeah. I'm just thinking maybe because I'm so used to Mombasa that I'm I'm not giving it a chance. So, okay. okay. So I'm going to give it a chance. So you say, Good idea. 
if you don't own cookbooks, you say it's definitely worth getting. Yep. Even if you own Mombasa. If you don't own Mombasa, it's definitely worth getting. Oh, definitely. We would all agree yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you have no way of getting Mombasa, then definitely. Just, you know, trying to give a good no, service yeah. to our punch punch, you know? Sure. Yeah. What's, what's going on? Here? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I think it should be coming here soon. So. At the very least, you're not going to be embarrassed to put it in front of anybody. I mean, the- no, it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they did a good job with the. With the board, I mean, obviously, like I said, well, I'm used to Mombasa, so yeah. you know, anything different is obviously probably going to throw me off a little bit. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, because I, I mean, like I will, I will say, I mean, my wife still probably wouldn't play the game, but if I set down Mombasa in front of in front of her, who she's lived in Africa and like written plays on apartheid, she'd be like, "Oh, great, a game about conflict diamonds." Then you just Get have to read her that little section in the beginning where this is. <laughs> This is not Africa <laughs> as we know it. Alternate timeline. That's uh, pretty funny. I finally, I finally broke down and, and bought the second edition of Great Western Trail. <laughs> you wanted the cowboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the cowboy hats. Um, yeah, it's nothing to do with the cowboy hats. But <laughs> I, I decided because obviously I like the a few of the changes they made. I mm-hmm. really like the... Uh, the new so you like cow. the new the path, right? I like the As new well. path. I think yeah. they did a good job with it. Not the design of the path, not the uh, not the graphic art, design, graphic yeah. design and art. Yeah. But uh, but I like how they changed some things up. They also made w- one of the biggest things that they did is they made you being able to call your deck a viable strategy in the game, where it used not to be. Yeah, that where is you tough. get a dollar now every time that you do it. Oh, and uh, yeah, I have now successfully done that about three times in a game. And the other day, I had my best game ever. I, at the end of the game, had six cards in my deck. Mm. I had got a, I had a six-card hand, and I had two fives, a four, and three threes. Nice. I had 23 yeah. every time with nothing else every time I went to Kansas City. Wow. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty viable strategy. I mean, you will not – I mean, your train will not go anywhere. You'll be at, like, zero, so you're mm-hmm. going to be paying a lot of fees the whole game. But it doesn't matter when your no. hand is so good every single time. It's – yeah. So. You can definitely afford the fees if you're delivering twenty three. Exactly. Yeah. I was on the fence until I saw that they are that they redid the expansion and that they made changes too. to expansion. So, so yeah, a, I will probably end up buying it as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, I would say it is. I'm actually going to say I think it is worth it. Uh, my old copy was so worn down. Anyways, it was mm-hmm. actually nice to kind of have the the new copy and. I was out of score pad sheets, and now I got more <laughs> score pad sheets. <laughs> what was the change they added to the expansion? You're talking the rails to the north thing, right? I don't. I know. don't know yet. They just uh, they did put up some information about it, but they didn't have a lot as far as the changes made. But you could just see from the board that they showed on there that it was different. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm that part of my decision also was because I want to have that new expansion. Mm-hmm. I, I hope for whatever they did was was good there. But yeah, all right. Well, there we go. A little. Uh, Maybe that's a new segment. Should people buy this game or not? Yeah, sure. I mean, there yeah. have been a lot of reprints here yeah. lately. I think it was a good call. So, okay. All right. So before we get to the draft, PPCon registration is open. Uh, all you have to do is go to tabletop events. Uh, we are going to, I don't know, do some pinging and some pinning and some <laughs> other things or whatever. Yeah, check out Twitter. So, okay. uh, yeah. Link will be pinned up there. Yeah. Uh, it's also in the guild. I'll, I'll get it in there as well. Yeah. Okay. Because I know we've had some people asking like, hey, where do we get information about this? And I'm sorry, guys. I'm sometimes I'm not the best at getting all that. I'm I'm just really good at trying to run a really good con. And that's, you know, that's my job. I, these guys will take care of the rest. So, um, but anyway, so just remember that's coming up May 4th through the 7th. 
Um, it's going to be, you know, you can either come and uh, spend the entire weekend in the convention retreat center with us and it's all, everything's included, or you can just do simply a day pass or a weekend pass, whatever works for you. We'd love to see as many of you guys out as possible. Obviously, we understand not everybody can come, you know, with life and everything, but, you know, anybody, we would love to have as many people as punch punch as there as possible. So, okay. And, uh, well, so I got one more thing before we head into the draft. A little bit of Kickstarter corner here. Where are we percentage wise on getting Madeira? We've <laughs> seen stuff. We've seen now. stuff now. We've seen pallets of stuff. I mean, I, that was. I mean, you got to be up a little bit. I'm up. A li- Honestly, if they run Nippon, if they, the Nippon expansions, I'm back in. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm back in. That's crazy. I'm back in for the ride. Even if it takes another four years, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you know, You're going to regret it when no, they start no. talking You're about You're going to regret the- it when you don't get it. We're going to talk about the mafia and tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish they would have done this so long ago. Yeah. And I know they had personal sure stuff going everybody on. Does. Yes. Yeah, but, I know they had yeah. personal stuff going on, but yep. just get someone else in yep. that's this outside. This guy's been doing can, a great job. Yeah. He's been... I We've mean, had two updates, yeah. like, within a, within a month within a month of each other. Yep. Yeah, so... I mean, like I said, we saw pictures of stuff, so I'm... I mean, we might have this by next Christmas. I don't know how they're going to ship it because <laughs> still shipping prices are wild uh, compared to what we pay. A little bit, yeah. But, all right, all right, all right. So, all right. But Anyways, stuff's there. Okay. I mean, there is hope. Yes. There is definite hope. All right. Well, let's draft. Well, as we always do, we go over last uh, draft's results. Richie, what do you got? Uh, bringing up the rear, old Clefster with uh, 21.3% of the vote. I came in second place with 34% of the vote. And Chad taking the win with 44.7% of the vote. Yes. For, for with some most, ugly, for most ugly For most games. ugliest, right? Yeah. Good yes. job, Chad. I know most ugly, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, well, before we get started with this wonderful draft, Richie, tell everybody how we draft here at Punchboard Paradise. So on Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft, and we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you will draft first in the second round. Uh, Chad and I are going to roll off and uh, see who gets to pick the draft order. Boom. Ten. Uh, So let's go... We'll, we'll give we'll put we'll keep Clef at the rear there. You you get the double. <laughs> yeah, great. I, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I don't. Know, I mean, the draft is over. I mean, we know who's gonna win. Whoever won. I, I mean, I didn't really. I didn't get so the roll. We're, we're drafting trick taking games. I don't even know if we right, said yeah, that. We're drafting trick trick, trick taking games. We not And uh, real quick, I just the reason we're drafting trick taking games is a listener emailed us and said, hey. Uh, I know you guys talk about uh, a lot of trick-taking games, and he just wondered if we had done one, and we realized we'd done kind of small box games and things like card that. games, card was, games, was but closest. we've never really just kind of done straight trick-taking games. So, and that was uh, Joe Lee, who was the one who emailed nice. us and said, "Hey, do this." So uh, we said, "Yeah, absolutely, that would be a great topic for us." So, well, I decided to because I know Clef was going to struggle with this list because he said it. <laughs> yep. So, well, I, I, I did go an easier time because you've played. Yes, I played a lot of trick taking games. Yeah. So I, I did go into more of my obscure. So I mean, I may name some stuff. I, there's a couple 
there's one game that I want to draft. I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to do some Googling before I pick that okay, one. But yeah, you better. <laughs> All right. But pick the number but one. But I'm going to. Yeah. No, no. I'm, Why, I'm really? picking. I'm going to go. You're going to let Chad script. win? You're going to let Chad win. I'm going to let Chad win again. I, I bankrupted him in Berlin Wall. I got I to gotta help out. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I'll take that pity. Uh, but I mean, I he, still, he still may have this one on his list. I, I just don't think he would be drafted first. But I've been Ooh. playing this a lot with uh, Tim and uh, Jason on Board Game Arena. And that's Trick of the Rails. And I, I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't believe been, you took that one. It's won, really, right? It's very good. Yeah. And I and I didn't oh. even know this was a thing. And I don't know how I got this, but I got a random thing today that popped up and said, "You are you're now a guru for Trick of the Rails on Board Game Arena." That's the first time I've ever seen that for a game. That shows you how few people are playing this game. So go out, play it. Oh, it is I want a, in on a game. Okay, I want yeah. in on a game. All right, and I, it's. Because I know we played it once, we we enjoyed right. it, and then yeah. we tried to play it a second time, <laughs> and, and we didn't know what the right. hell yeah, we were it was, doing. It was yeah. bad. It was bad. Yeah. But it's it's I'm back to that first play where I, right. I read the rules and it all okay. makes sense. You got stock rounds, operation rounds, and it it runs smoothly. Oh, that was on so. my list. Nice. That's on board game arena, right? I mean, yeah. Okay. It's on board game oh, arena. Okay. Oh man. And I don't know if the game itself is like still in print, but it's it's one it's of my not favorite. in print. It's not. I yeah. went looking for it a while no. back, and I mean, it is. You could. I couldn't even find a single copy. For no. sale. It is Hisashi for Hayashi, sale. Uh, and uh, that well, that was like yeah. So that's the designer. Ian O'Toole did one of the latest ones of that Terra Nova games and stuff. But yeah, yeah it was it was on my list. And uh, this is about as close as I guess Rishi will get to being yeah. an 18XX you, Whenever guru. you want to play Trick of the Rails, Chad, I'm in. Count all right, in. all right. I'm bringing it over more often then. Uh, so that's my first pick, Trick of the Rails. Nice. Good right. pick. Well, maybe, Chad, maybe you want to go maybe a little <laughs> bit you know, different here. No, I, um, I can't not name like the... I, I can't not well, name. Let's just, well, hold on. Let's before you name the game, right? right? And obviously, this is a game that we have all uh, we've all enjoyed, and we know the Punch Bunch uh, certainly enjoys it, right? Um, whose uh, top ten is it in, though? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> well, it's in mine. Uh, you did take so it out of your think, top ten at yeah, one right? point. But then this last time it was back you did in put there. It, back in, it was right? in there. You kind of so, insulted the game by saying see, that it wasn't worthy of whatever, being in the top ten. That's what I think. And you also, you have the, a game <laughs> higher than this on your list, on your top fifty list. I do. So you should pick that one. Is all I, I'm trying I to like say. that. That's real nice of you uh, to remind me of that. Um, but you can take it if you want. I'm going to take Skull King <laughs> because I mean, because that is honestly like that is the game that got us. Richie played trick-taking long before both of us, but that is the game that got us all to play trick-taking games together. That That is, that is the true. game. Yeah. That I, is like our group's game, and that's why we have the tournament, because it's it's kind of our podcast game. Yeah, so it is. Somebody has to take it, and you know what? The way that we play games, I'm not just going to let you have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree. That's all right. So I'm surprised Richie let you have it. That I was, am. I am. That too. was very nice. But Richie's him. got Richie's got a lot of taste too. I love that he picked that game. Uh, I I I don't have any more. I'm out. <laughs> uh, Skull King, you know, and also support Uncle Beck. Uh, they're great. Uh, they're a great little company, family company. Um, and, uh, that's honestly their flagship game and far and away, their very, very, very best game. So, you know, if you haven't played Skull King, you really should. I, Absolutely. I, I really love playing it with my family and 
It's a great game. I think even Jordan Hopper's come around on it a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so, okay. Well, hopefully I've got something here to still pick. Uh, I'm actually going to go with a game that I've had kind of a mixed with. Like, I've, I've played a couple of games where I was like, eh. But the last time we played this game uh, was the three of us and Nate Fort brought this over. We had a blast. And that is... Uh, tournament at Camelot or Avalon or Avalon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're very similar games, but there is a difference. I feel like, because Avalon was the second one, if I'm correct. You are correct. And that one fixed some stuff for me when we had played tournament at Camelot. Okay. Well then I am picking tournament at Avalon. Um, We had a blast just kind of, you know, with people just getting just chopped all over the place with, you know, with the pain cards and everything. And just, you know, you, you think, Oh, I'm all good. And then somebody has a power where they switch your deck and, it was just a blast. So, I mean, it's it's one of those, I think you need a good group of people that are going to have a lot of fun with it. If you're just going to be more serious about it, it may not work. But if you're having a good time, I, it was it was a blast. So, yeah. So, I'm going to take Tournament at Avalon for my first pick. Good yeah. pick. And I think those powers that, were, that made it more interactive were just like, that was the thing in that game. That made it yeah. much more fun. Yeah. The Morgan Le Fay cards and stuff like that. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. Right. Um, right. Yeah. All right, so for my second pick, um, I'm going to take, I'm actually still going to leave Chad his other game. So um, I I enjoy it, but for some reason it hurts my brain too much to even pick it. I can't even pick it. It hurts my brain so much. I'm going to, for my second pick, I'm going to take Diamonds. Um, This is more of a family weight trick taking, I would kind of say. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's an easy one to teach. It's not super complicated. And it's all about, you know, trying to win these tricks and win these diamonds. And you're just trying to get the most diamonds by the end of the game. But every play I've had of it, it's enjoyable. It's fun. I think it plays up to six. So it's a good number to play with. Um, you know, just it's a good, solid game. And if you're looking for more of an entry-level trick-taking game, this one would be one that I would suggest. So. Yeah, that's a it's a Mike Fitzgerald design, and he always yeah. does kind of nice streamlined versions of these card games. But what I like about it, too, is that if you get somebody who's like, oh, Chad, I don't know, you have all these crazy board games that I've never heard of. You know, this looks like a deck of cards card game. Yeah. Uh, and it's and and people do not are not intimidated by it at all. And so they're like, okay, yeah, you can teach me this. And it's real easy to pick up and play. Good choice. All right. Back to you, Jack. Okay. Well, I have to take it. I actually got a, got in a play of this at, um, at age of steam con and one we played Jason Brent brought it out and he wanted to play it. And, uh, no, you know what? Actually, I think Scott, Bird had never played it, maybe, and brought it out. Like he had, he he certainly had his big thing. Yeah, he had a big thing of cards. So anyway, so I was like, yeah, I'm happy to teach that. And it took uh, the people who hadn't played uh, a a little bit to wrap their head around how to stick people with stuff, what was worth sticking people with, and when you wanted to get cards and that sort of thing. Basically, it is very different from normal trick taking. But stick on or stickum is a trick taker where you. Uh, from your hand, you choose a card. Everybody at the same time turns his face up and that is their pain suit. Any cards that you take in tricks that are of the same color as your pain suit are negative the point, uh, the number that is on the card. So if it's a, a purple four and I've chosen fours or I, I've chosen chosen purple to be my pain suit, then I have negative four points. And every card, you know, the, the deck goes up to 14 at 
it changes with how many people are playing. But suffice it to say, uh, if you take tricks that don't have your pain suit, they are just worth one point. You turn those cards face down and those are just worth one point. So sometimes it's a lot better to stick people with their pain suit than it is to win a trick. And that's what gets it interactive and fun around the table. Now we play this at like five or six, which is a little bit crazy. I like it at three because there's strategy there and you can kind of uh, control things a little bit. When you get out to the five or six, being that like second or third person to play in the trick, you'd have no idea what could happen to you. And so you're really gun shy with playing some of those cards out to the middle. But the reason that it's hard and sometimes unintuitive is that uh, the first suit uh, that somebody plays is the, is the main suit to be played. Now, any other card is the Trump. So any other color suit played afterwards is the Trump. And basically it's just the higher, the highest non lead color is going to win that trick. So it is very antithetical to the way that you've played a lot of other trip trick-taking games, and you do not have to follow suit. So that kind of melts people's brains at first. I think my problem with this game and why maybe it's not as popular with me is I have had a few teaches where it has just been dreadful. Like somebody just does not understand, period, and they just they just ruin the game. Like not on purpose, but they just can't. Yeah, just with their play. Yeah, they just can't comprehend. And then it's just like, okay, well, we're it's there's not a challenge in this because you keep just taking all the tricks, you know, and that's not what you're trying to do, yep. you know, with your pain. Uh, and I think that's my, you know, why for me, obviously, I like skulking a lot better just simply because it's a lot easier to teach, you know, and not have to worry about somebody. Because even if you screw skulking up, you're not really screwing everybody else up for the most no, part. Yeah. I will usually teach this game by talking through it showing an example and then dealing out four cards per person and saying, all right, we're going to play a practice hand real quick. Cause yeah. Yeah. inevitably, inevitably, even after you have played a couple of hands, you're like, Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to my parents. I taught my parents that and they, they've played trick taking games their entire life. And, there was one point where my mom was just trying to slough off a card. And it's like, well, that's yours now. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just took that trick. <laughs> but it, great game. One of my favorites, for sure. What you got, Reggie? All right, my next one. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before. I I tried to, I brought it to our first Age of Steam Con, but we didn't have enough players. I think when we had three, like we were going to play it at the Airbnb. Uh, and it's one that plays well, like at six. You want more players. And then I packed it up. I was going to bring it this age of Steam Con, and I left it on the table. And I didn't bring any of my games, any of my card games. <laughs> uh, but uh, this one is called Texas Showdown. It's a, it's a Mark Major uh, design, and the illustrations are by Clement Franz. And Amigo put it out. I don't know if it's still in print. Uh, but if it is, it's from Amigo Games. Uh, so try to track it down from them. But in the game, there are eight different suits. And, uh, and like the suit, like the black suit goes from zero to 10, the red suit goes 11 to 20 and so on and so forth through the different suits. And the whole, uh, goal of this game is that you don't actually want to take tricks. So when you take tricks, you're taking negative points. And at the end of the game, whoever has the fewest points is going to win the game. Uh, but the, the wrinkle on it is that, you know, whoever leads, they'll lead whatever. And then you, you do have to follow suit, but whatever suit is most represented out in the trick becomes what the lead is and the highest of those will take the trick so since the you know the eight suits are broken out you'll know exactly 
and, and if you can count cards, you'll you can know exactly you know what's safe for you to play. That's going to force everyone else to play offsuit, and then that offsuit is what's going to be considered, and then they'll end up taking the the trick. But it it works great at large player counts. Uh, like I said, not sure if it's in print, and that might be a lot of my games, so I apologize. But uh, it is definitely worth tracking down and fun to play if you have larger groups, which sometimes you know. Trick-taking games can actually bog down if you get into those larger groups. So uh, this one works well uh, at that larger group. So uh, that is Texas Showdown. All right, for my third pick, I'm actually going to take a little, a little card game. I don't, I cannot remember if it ended up on my top 10 for uh, last year or not. But it's a little two-player trick-taking game. That's Jekyll versus Hyde. And mm. I, it, it's tough to find a good two-player trick-taking game. I've tried a lot of them. Jekyll and Hyde is... By far, my Jekyll versus Hyde is by far my favorite. Uh, Claim was another one that I, I thought of putting on this list, but honestly, Jekyll versus Hyde, if you're looking for a two-player trick-taking game, it's the best. Uh, it's the best, hands down. Uh, and also, probably the best looking as well, because I do like Vincent Dutrait's art as mm -hmm. well. Uh, but yeah, I just love that You know, one player... Uh, wants you know to to keep it close, and the other player wants to you know that that lopsided win. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jekyll versus Hyde, uh, just a great game from last year. One of the one of the best games from last year. And it's really interesting because it is. Uh, I think it's harder to play Jekyll uh, because trying to keep it close, trying yeah. to man, because it's easier to throw hands mm -hmm. or 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 win hands, kind of. Um, because that keeping it close, that balance that you walk is is a little bit harder until you really understand how to um, leverage the powers that you can use in the game, I think. Definitely. Nice choice. Definitely on my list. Good job. All right. Back to you, Chad. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I think I'm going to go with a, a game that I haven't played for a really long time, but I would love to play it with the three of you again. Uh, I don't know if we played it together, but it's Nyet, which is Steven Dora. It's a kind mm -hmm. of a... a pretty classic trick-taking game but basically you're you're voting on rules for the game um and you're kind of picking which rules are going to stand for for each round or each hand basically uh and so you get to say yet to uh to different rules and and decide uh how how things play out and i i just you know it's it's kind of fun that way so i i it's it's not a huge wrinkle but it's a nice little little one that kind of causes some you know in-game negotiation a little bit it's one I do want to play with you guys. I've played it with my parents. Yeah. And the voting part really bogged down. Okay. Because they, but that's because of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> it wasn't the game's fault. And that's why I want to try it with another group that's a little bit more familiar with weirder games. So, or, you know, just yep. more rules in a game. Uh, but yeah, I love that. I love that concept of voting of, you know, Mm -hmm. How many? Because uh, it's like how many cards you you have in it, or, or yeah, I can't, it's a bunch of Trump and different stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's mine. Yet uh, by Stephen Dora. All right. Well, I'm kind of at the bottom of my barrel here. So, <laughs> um, so, and I mean, I know Richie asked this question. We said yes, and so thank goodness because I'm going to have to use it. But I mean, a form <laughs> of trick taking is is certainly like card shedding because you're still needing to take the trick or no nope, you're not actually you're just needing to get cards out of your hand yeah. honestly but but we okay. did so we did say will, in yep, our, and our I, I will say in bgg forums it lumps them oh, they, together. Yeah, yeah they lump them all so in. thank goodness bgg thank you <laughs> <laughs> well uh, <laughs> i 
I don't know. Actually, okay. I have one more trick taker that for sure that I'm going to put on my list. And um, it's not a very well-known game, um, but it is by a very well-known designer, and that's Reiner Knizia. And that is a game that is called Zen Master. I don't remember if I played this with you guys or not. No, I think I played it with Missy. That was a family. We've played it a few times. And it's an interesting trick-taking game because it's a... You have the, the cards and they'll have on one side, they'll have a, a white number and on the other side, they'll have a black number. And then you have these white and black match sticks. And basically at the end of the round, you are trying to like be as close to the middle as possible. So you're trying to take the even number of black and white tricks. So then that way you don't have to get those matches or whatever, because the matches are you know bad or whatever the case is. So it, it's kind of interesting on sometimes it's like, well, do I want to win this trick? Uh, or do I want to try to win the next one that might be, get me closer, but then I might not win that. And then I'm way off or whatever. And so, uh, it was, it was a really fun and it's one that I would really like to try again. Um, it's, it's weird how it was one of those Missy found, I think it, uh, like a Kohl's department store or something, you know, just randomly and, and grabbed it. And yeah, so I'm going to pick as my number three pick Zen master by uh, Reiner Knizia. And then for my last pick, then um, I'm going to pick kind of a a card shredder that is just an absolute just fun game that uh, that I love. And it's a it's actually the three player version. A lot of people love teach you. I'm actually going to go with the three player version, which is called Chimera. And it's it's basically at the beginning of the game, you're going to do some bidding and then one person is going to be the the hunter and the other two people are going to be the the wolves. Other so, other way. So the other way, yeah. the two people are the a chimera hunter. hunter. Right. That's right. Yep. Okay. And so you're every round you're you know you could be with a different person that you're trying to kind of beat the other person or you're by yourself. And then there's certain ways obviously you can win. But it's basically you're you know have different things that you can play on top to, to win these, you know, kind of tricks so that you can keep playing cards. And then your object of the game is kind of to try to get your, your hand all out and that that's kind of how the game works and you score points. So it may not be a hundred percent a trick playing game, but you know, I need Richie to teach me some more trick taking games, I guess, maybe. Yeah, we yeah. should, we should have so, one of the, that would be fun to have just a trick taking night. We don't do that very often. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So that's my last pick will be Chimera. Okay, well, there are a few that I could go with here. Um, I'm having a, a hard time deciding, but I think, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I mean, you might as well just go with spades or hearts or something. You know, lock <laughs> it up completely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people really enjoy just spades or hearts. I'd be curious. I have no idea. <laughs> um, I enjoy spades still. Yeah, I'd play spades. You could uh, go with your euchre and and get the Schmidtkins vote. There, there you sure. go. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's right. going to be my honorable mention. <laughs> Nothing better than milking some thumbs in the barn. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with a popular one now. I, I'm thinking of some others, and maybe we'll talk about them. But I'm going to go with a, a popular one right now, uh, just because it, it has my fancy a little bit. It's just interesting. It's kind of the... Uh, du jour game at this moment, uh, this summer, and that's Cat in the Box. Um, and I, I, it is not 
It is not a raucous, it doesn't feel like a raucous trick-taking game. It is very thinky because you are planning out what you're trying to do and you're really planning out, trying to uh, link up your little cubes uh, on the board and how to do that. So like not just how to take a trick and what color your cards are going to be because if you haven't heard of this game yet, you have black and white cards and you get to name the color that each one is and you cannot replicate uh, a card that has already been named basically. So the designer, by the way, is, and I'm doing my best here, it's Miniyuki Yoku, Yokuchi, um, and Hobby Japan is the producer. So anyway, uh, I will, I'll just say that like the, the hand management in it and those sorts of things is really interesting, but it is a very heads down game because you are planning out things. And so, like I said, it's not, it's not the laughing, yelling raucous kind of play, um, which we really tend to enjoy for our trick takers, but it's a fun experience nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Great game. I, and I love the production uh, from Bezier games that they put out. Right. The deluxe version is really nice. All right, for my last one, uh, it, the American version is called Monster Trick. It's a 2015 game from Ralph Lindy uh, and Robbins Burger. Um, I think the, the version that you might be able to find is Stitch, Stitchling, uh, the German copy of it. Uh, but in this game, uh, at the very beginning of the round, you're going, you have these scoring cards, and they increase in value, and in you play three rounds in a game. But they increase in value as you go up in the rounds. But like in the first round, the scoring cards are... Uh, one point, two points, and three points, uh, and then they kind of go up from there as you go on. Uh, the twist with this one is that you can have four tricks going on at the same time. So on your turn, you're going to play. You can either start a new trick or you can play to a trick that's already out there. And when you win a trick, so once uh, a trick is filled up, just depends on the number of players that you have. Uh, but once a trick is filled up, you'll evaluate that trick, and whoever won that trick will take it. And at your scoring cards at the beginning of the round, you'll place them in whatever order that you want. Uh, but you'll flip over the one that's on the far left, and you'll flip it face up. Uh, so, like, if you think you can only take one trick with the hand that you have, then you'll want to have, like, your three there. So that when you take that trick and you win it, you will you can flip that three up, and that's the points that you're going to score at the end of the round. Uh, but then, obviously, you can mess with people because if you see that someone has their three flipped up, then you want to try to feed them another trick so that they flip that one down and they have to flip up their next scoring card. Mm. And, and it will then wrap back around. So, it, like, if you think you're going to take four tricks, then, once again, you're going to ha- want to have your three in that first position because then you'll, fl- you'll end up flipping up and down all the three of those cards and then you'll start back over on that three and flip it back up. Uh, so just the, the fact that you have the scoring cards that you're trying to manage and you have four different tricks – uh, potentially that you could be trying to manage makes it a very interesting game. Uh, so that's my, my final pick monster trick. Hmm. Nice. All right. Definitely. Richie had some uh, ones that I knew I would not have even heard of. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to have a trick taken night. Yeah. Right? Down. Oh, sounds great. Uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. I would like to hear because there was, there were a few, I know that you were thinking of and uh, obviously Euchre mm-hmm. uh, that's, kind of the game like trick taking game that I grew up with. Uh the bottle imp uh yeah, I love as well great three player trick taking game. That was the one I was Ooh, thinking I of. I forgot yep. about that one. Oh. Uh Voodoo Prince which is another Kinesia. Ah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. When you started saying Kinesia I thought that you were going to go I, that route. I think is that marshmallow test now? Yeah, but they changed some stuff. So I've oh. heard that it's not as good. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh, so if you can try to track down Voodoo Prince I would try to do that cuz I think they they made it more friendly. Okay. okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. That, that, 
I'll, I'll leave it there for honorable mentions. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I think I mean I think we would give a certainly a good honorable mention to La Plateau. Oh yeah, definitely. for sure. I mean we've only had the one. We've only had one the one play. I've I've, I've ordered my French tarot deck. I'm excited yeah. to get in and play with the family. Yeah. Um. I you know I, I just it 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 is very specific and very fragile. But I have still enjoyed at times because it goes quick. I've still enjoyed shamans. So I know not everybody here at the table liked it, but I, I still think it's worth a mention. And then also like, it is not my favorite tick taking experience, but I sure do enjoy like teaching new players and playing the crew, uh, with, with people because mm -hmm. like, that's kind of a nice easy win to trick taking kind of thing. Cause you do it as a group too. <laughs> he uh, loved the crew. I know at one he point. played it like fifty times. That's why when he says to me, "Oh, it's in my top 10 I'm like, Wait, it like "We could do it in times. three. We could do your top ten in like, like two months, games. and it'll, yeah. be, it'll be like all GMT games." I played three games of it or something. I don't know. No, you, you were very like we went through the excited. entire booklet. No, I know that. Out of here. No. <laughs> I know when uh, you move on to a new genre game, you kill that old clef in your head. That old clef was into the crew, and he yes, was excited he was. to show us the crew. I threw a couple of ones. Twelve days is not a bad little yeah. trick taking. Yeah, game. yeah you yeah, play yeah. that every Christmas. Bad. Okay, yep. And then uh, Jarku, Jaraku, uh, yeah, Jaraku. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of you know trick taking with a little bit of area, area control, control yeah. in mm -hmm. there. So um, it's been so long since I played it. I didn't want to put it on there because I just couldn't remember. I played it. I just played it this it past on. summer, and it's still good. Still solid little game. All right, so uh, Richie drafted Trick of the Rails, Texas Showdown, Jekyll versus Hyde, and Monster Trick, or something else. Uh, Chad drafted good old Skulking, uh, Stickland, Niet, and Cat in the Box. And I, Clef, drafted Tourney at Avalon, Diamonds, Zen Master, and Chimera. I'm yeah. really jealous of your list. Like those two, I thought I would have Jekyll and Hyde and uh, and I, trick, yeah, of the trick of the Rails. I, I knew, was like, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. I mean, yeah. you could have still won the draft the with Skull King, but sure, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he could do pretty away, well. Bro. There's some you, there's you some you next exercise. Tim is really into yeah. Trick of the Rails, yeah. so he'll be excited that right. you want to try it. Yeah, I want to try it. I'm excited. Okay. Um, hey, guess what? What? I made some fun trivia questions for you guys. First, right. a little game. I surprised you. Didn't even tell you. Did Is you, this general you did not. trivia I, or board game trivia? Game okay. Right. Board game trivia. So okay. Okay. Yeah. I can throw in like some. No, 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 no. no. Uh, my wife and I and uh, a couple of our friends went to a trivia night at a uh, a local bar here on Tuesday night, and they had two games. They played one from at seven o'clock and one at eight o'clock, and. Uh, our team of the four of us, uh, we won both games. We crushed them. Wow. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. It was, and I mean, there were some tough questions. Okay. So I will start off with a non board game related question. All right. Okay. Okay. What SEC football team has a record 24 straight bowl appearances? Wow. And she named some stadium too. And I, that oh. didn't really help me. I just had to think because, you know, I was like. Oh, the stadium to might help me. Well, <laughs> Samford? No, stadium didn't help me. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But so how many sorry. again? I'm sorry. How many bowl? 24 straight. 24 so they, straight yep. bowl appearances. SEC. SEC. 
24 straight bowl appearances. So you want to think and Alabama, but, but obviously you know, you know it's not. not. That's exactly, and that's exactly what I thought. I yeah. was like, I, I just know it's not Alabama. Yeah, you know it's not Alabama. Uh, I mean, Tennessee used to be really good. I they think were. Currently, I think it's like they've been 24 straight. Currently. Oh, currently. currently. So it like can't be them, day, yeah. and it can't be like Texas. Well, Texas well, isn't technically in, in it yet. Oh, yeah. I keep year. thinking that it, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Texas A&M. I'll, I'll go Texas A&M for my okay, pick. Texas A&M, Chad. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that would be the best. I mean, certainly, like, it can't be. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I I actually got this right. I just, it, it was my, my stab, kind of a stab in the dark, but uh, no, it's uh, Georgia. Georgia? Oh, see, I, yeah. I was just thinking Georgia and Alabama, that mm. those would be too easy to. Mm. See, I thought Alabama was too easy. So then I was like, mm. well, I think it must yeah. be must Georgia. be Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Somebody at home was okay. screaming at us, I bet. So, <laughs> anyway. we're, we're in Big Ten country. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't really watch SEC until. Like the I only watch the big games and then right yeah, yeah. when they're in the playoffs yeah sure okay so we're gonna start off this board game trivia round here with a back and forth to win this one okay so we're gonna have a roll off to see who goes first all right Richie rolled a six Chad rolled a nine so Chad you will get first crack here and I'm being pretty liberal when I went with this one okay so <laughs> right. pretty much okay. Which games have two separate listings of basically the same game in the BGG top 100? So basically the same game, and they have two listings. Like I said, okay. I have written down eight of them. All okay. right. So all right. just so you know, I've written down eight of them. All right. So Chad. So uh, Agricola. Okay. Richie. So you, we're going back and forth. Okay, so now okay, Rich has right. got anyone. Okay. Gloomhaven. Okay, Gloomhaven. Okay. Through the Ages. Okay, very good. Okay. Pandemic? I will accept Pandemic because it's on there way too many times in the same <laughs> game. Yep. All right. Jeff? Uh, uh, Twilight Imperium. Twilight Imperium is on there twice. Yes. All right. Richie? All right. I'm, I'm, I might be out. <laughs> Come on. Think about it here. Right. Um. You already said through the ages, right? Mm-hmm. So I still have four listed here that are possible. I, I can't count Arc Nova and Terraforming Mars. <laughs> no. All right, I'll accept it. Right. <laughs> no, that doesn't. Count. Oh, oh, uh, brass, brass. I brass. will accept brass, hundred yep. percent. Yep. All right, Chad. Mm, do these have the same title? Is what I would ask. Like uh, the last three on here, two of them have the exact same title. Okay. Just and then one of them edition, huh? basically has the same title okay. with a different. Okay. Then it's not what I'm different thinking Different sub, you know, okay. different. Got it. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, I Mansions of Madness. No, it's shoot. no longer on. Yeah. No, oh, no. Shoot. Only the second edition is now on there. So. Okay. Um, okay. So one of them I own. I just bought. I told oh, you guys. War of the Ring. No, no. Oh. It only has one edition okay. on there now. I just told you. I just bought the second edition. You still don't remember? No, oh, Great Western Trail. Great Western oh, Great Western Trail. Both of those yeah. separate? <laughs> Both of, yep, they're separate. Oh, oh wow. I didn't realize I didn't the realize new one had that. already popped it's on it's there. It's already on there. Yep. Wow. So there's that. And the old one's high, isn't it? So, uh-huh. Yep. Like super high. It's yeah, yeah like in the teens or something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. Uh the, the second edition is like in the eighties or something mm-hmm. in there. Okay. Uh the other one is a game that we played the first edition of and we all did not like it. 
We have never played the second edition. Uh, you taught it to us at your house. I'm looking at chat here for, for the viewing audience. This <laughs> is the age of Steve. Richie crushed us because he flipped over some cool technology and we just. Oh, Eclipse. Eclipse <laughs> on their double. And then the last one, we just talked about it. You uh, you didn't draft it. It was your honorable mention. The, the crew. The crew. Yeah. The crew is on there yeah, twice. twice. Two just, I mean, yeah. you know, same game, you know, type Expansion, of Expansion, so, basically. Yeah. So in other words, uh, BGG fix all that please okay yeah it is ridiculous ridiculous. especially with how much they're reprinting uh, like older games like right they're just all gonna yeah it's ridiculous okay all right so got a few we've got some questions here all right so um you are just going to have to uh i don't know write the answers down in your head and then say them at the same time okay wow how many different races are there available to choose from in Chad's favorite game of all time, Gaia Project. This is an invalid question. <laughs> that's, that's just invalid. Because it's not my favorite game anymore. <laughs> Whoa, spoilers. Uh, no, I'm just spoilers. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I do yeah, not think it should be, his, it shouldn't be think, his favorite game anymore. I do not think it will be his should favorite be 18, game. Should be 18, whatever. I, I, I don't know if it'll be an 18XX, but I do not think it'll be Gaia Project yeah. when we come around to do them again. No. But we'll see. So, but all right. So number of races. All right. I got, I have a answer. Okay. You have an answer. Yeah. Okay. Do, I think we got to write it down. We can't okay, just be, write it down. All right. Here, here, here. There you go. Chad is writing. Richie is writing. Okay. Doing, Chad is showing me an answer. Are we doing prices? Right rules. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Chad, Chad wins because at least he wrote an even number back to back. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rich, you're telling an odd number. I asked if we were doing price of right rules. <laughs> Chad still wins. Chad said twelve, and Richie's at eleven. The answer is fourteen. Oh, okay. so there's seven colors. You know, yeah. seven different yeah. colored planets. Hey, it's Each not my favorite has, game. So, all right, all right. <laughs> I do all enjoy right. it. Chad still gets Chad still closer. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, th- here's a nice easy one. Okay, and we're, once again, we're going to go back and forth. Okay, so, and we're going to start with Richie this time. Name an action that you can take in brass. So when you discard a card, name an action you can take. <laughs> um, build rail. Okay, so build, build is your answer. Okay. okay. Chad? Sell to the market. Sell is one. <laughs> right? Richie? I was uh, worried you guys weren't even going to get this one. No, I know. Uh, deliver? Uh, no, that is sell. That's sell. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I can describe it. I don't know what the <laughs> right now. He's doing pitching motions. Doing yeah, I think I'm still motions. building though. I'm, I'm taking. <laughs> I'm using someone else's resources to build. Uh, you, you're drinking someone's milk. Um, Jake. I can. You can. You can discard. Discard. <laughs> For the wild card, for the wild, what's that one? What's that it's one called? called? Scout. Scout. I, I've never heard anyone say scout when we were doing that. <laughs> I think technically that might just be Brass Birmingham that has the scout, scout action. action. It okay. is. It I don't is. know if it the other one, is. yeah, has that exact term. So, all right, Chad, do you have another one here? You oh, know, I got another I one. So. Oh no, it's my turn. All right, okay. well, all right. what do you got? What's uh, up? <laughs> uh, it, it's that uh, I want to say like research, like when you take your you build the tile, take the tile off of your thing. Okay, but I I need. A, the name of it yeah i mean okay. it does have an exact name and it's 
something you do a lot in the game. So yeah, dang it, I don't remember what that action's called. I know what that see. one's called too. Pull I got it two off. now. Pull it out. Pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it out is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, what do you got? <laughs> that one's develop. Develop is okay. the correct answer yep. for that one. Okay. And you said you had another one. Uh, take a loan. Take a loan. Yep. Take loan is loan is one of them. Um, the, the the last one is network is what it's called to build the rail. Oh, okay. So you have you have build which builds you the the your, building your buildings yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff in the cities. But yeah, network is your yep, network. So. All right. Um, here okay. This is an easy one. Okay, you guys are gonna have this one. All right. Name the three ways you can win a game of Seven Wonders Duel. So you got to write these ones down. So. Well, you guys wrote those fast. The wonderful world of everything. All right. <laughs> don't think All right. That's uh, slow this time. <laughs> okay. Chad, what? You, let me see your answers. Okay. So Chad wrote down points, science, and military. That is correct. I wrote right. the same thing. Military, science, points. All right. Good job, guys. I'm proud of you both. Okay. No, I'm talking base game. Uh, What's the there, expansion that does that? The latest it, yeah. one? Yeah. I think if you take certain amount in the Senate, maybe. Maybe there is some other way. To I win thought the there was another way in the not great in the you. latest one, yeah. but okay. All right. Um, what is the cost? And I will simply accept a color here. You don't need to name the actual what they are called. What is the cost to build a dam in the mountains in Barrage? What is the cost to build oh, a Oh, what, what are you using? What are you using? Yep. And what is the cost? So to know, build a base? To build a base. Yes. To build a base dam okay. in, in, in Barrage. It has a certain cost that you, you know, and I'm obviously talking without any special powers or anything, just the normal cost. Chad is writing a lot. Okay. Chad has, Chad wrote down Cement Mentor. Okay. Make sure. <laughs> okay. Um, Richie, I, I put five brown ones. Richie is correct. <laughs> and the, the cement are the gray mixers ones. are the gray, the gray ones. ones. Yeah. The, uh, I can't remember what the brown ex- ones are excavators. called. Excavators. Excavators. Yes. Yeah. Are the, yeah. So anyway, so yes. But five brown ones is yes. Yeah. So five, it costs five to, to build one of those gotcha. up there. Okay. Last question. Okay. Another one of Chad's favorite games here. So he's going to nail this one. Just okay? like I nailed the barrage one. <laughs> How many different animals are in Fields of Arl? And bonus points if you can name them. How many different animal types in Fields of Arl? All right. All right. Chad has three, with a big question mark behind it, cows, sheep, and pigs. Three is the correct answer. Okay. I also had three. I put... I put sheep, cow, and then I wrote donkey, and then I scribbled out donkey, and then I wrote pig. So I had the exact same answer. Okay. Incorrect. Okay. Three was correct. It is sheep, cattle, and horses. I see. I was close with the donkey. I forgot. Yeah. I thought I was close with the donkey, but then I realized I was thinking of Caverna. Yeah. I get the Rosenberg games mixed (laughs) up. I thought thought that might be tough, you know, because you're like, I don't know which game that is. Yeah. But that was just the bonus points. Anyway, we got the right answer. There you go. Yeah. We got the right answer. Way to go, guys. That's it. That's all. You're both our winners. (laughs) (laughs) Or we're everybody's dumber for having 
listen to that. <laughs> That's all right. Thanks for doing that. That's nice. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, I, I thought we haven't had a fun little game in a while, so yeah. I, I think they're always kind like of fun. So. All right. Well, that was uh, a ton of fun. Uh, punch, punch. Please take care of yourselves and uh, take care of each other. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at punchboarders. We are on Instagram at punchboardparadise and Facebook at punchboardparadise. Nothing better than milking some thumbs in the barn.